Joining us now, one of the best young quarterbacks, nay, one of the best overall quarterbacks Period. already after only two seasons in the National Football League. And this is one of the last guys we interviewed yes. together at the Scouting Combine in 2020 before you started throwing up in trash cans. Right. And with that, let's <laughs> bring in yes, right. Justin Herbert. <laughs> Justin, how are you, pal? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing Good. Great. You probably don't remember that at all, but we sat with you at the Combine, and we thought after you left, we were like, this guy's going to be pretty good. Like, we'd never talked to you. I'd never talked to you. We'd never met you. And we just, we were really impressed. And you've, you've uh, made us look like not idiots, which is a difficult thing to do. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it was kind of a, a tough situation uh, if you go back two years, but uh, had a lot of fun since then and just have enjoyed playing football so far. At, at the time, like, you know, there was all the talk, right, Justin, when you were coming out, all these people had question marks, you know, oh, you know, you know there's a few games you didn't play great in, your, you know, quarterback efficiency rankings weren't good. Oh, what will he be like once he has to leave the state of Oregon? Because he's like a bubble boy, apparently. Do you like, do you laugh at that now when you look at, look back at it, how like ridiculous? some of the dissecting of you was I thought it was a great opportunity for me to answer some of those questions and you do look back and you kind of look and you kind of realize that maybe there wasn't all all that much truth to it right and uh, to be myself to be genuine to go there to answer those questions and to go to the senior bowl the combine and, and be able to, to put my myself out there on the line and show them who I really was um, you know I thought that was a great chance for me to go out there and do that What's been the biggest thing that surprised you about the NFL two seasons into your career? I think the speed of the game is still um, so incredibly fast. I still have to adjust to that. And as soon as I got down to Southern California and got to practicing with those guys, um, I, I threw a screen pass to, I think, Keenan. But Melvin Ingram reached up with one hand and, and picked it off. And like it was nothing, like he just did it regularly. And um, ever since then, you kind of realize that every guy that's on your team was the guy from where they are. And... They're so fast. They're much bigger, stronger, and you can't run away with things. You can't get away with anything. So it's been a fun challenge so far. Do you, are you aware of, or, I mean, can you sit back and understand the success you're having? You're the first quarterback ever to have 30-plus touchdowns, you know, two years in a row. I mean, Justin Herbert, you're, you got to be voted in and start over Patrick Mahomes in the Pro Bowl. To me, that was a moment where I was like, whoa, like fans and the players actually are going to do this. This is amazing. Uh, are you able to sit back and digest that and kind of realize what you've done and the accomplishments so far? I think it is a huge honor. Um, you know, we've put in so much work these past two seasons, and, you know, the, the season hasn't always gone our way, and that's the unfortunate part about the NFL is you're playing really good teams week in and week out. Um, but to have the guys that we have, the receivers, the tight ends, quarterbacks, running backs, and offensive linemen, they've done an incredible job blocking, catching, running routes. Um, you know, I'm not here without them, and they make my job so much easier. So it's been so much fun to be a part of. Do you like being in the same division with Patrick Mahomes and competing with him head-to-head -head and facing him twice a year? Do you ever find yourself looking at the NFL's configurations of teams saying, boy, you know, life would be a lot easier in this division, not the one that I'm currently assigned to? I think it would be a lot easier being outside of that. But at the same time, it's a great opportunity to, to play the best. Um, you know, the Chiefs, it's, they've had so much success over the past couple of years. And um, you wouldn't really want it any other way. You want to go up against those guys. You want to play them um, because they're going to make you better. You know, they're going to find your weaknesses and they're going to exploit that. And so, um, you know, it might, it might be tough. You know, you're going to play against those guys, but it's going to make you better. And I think in the long run, um, that's what you want. Yeah, I hear that. Now, I want to get into a little of some of the nitty-gritty of your football season. You know, fourth downs especially, right? That's got to, you've got to answer this question a few times. 
You know, just at playing quarterback. You know, Brandon Staley, obviously very aggressive. You know, what's your feel, your thoughts? Do you love it, the fact that he's so aggressive and always gives you one opportunity, you know, one more opportunity on fourth downs? Selfishly, as the quarterback, I want to be on the field for, for every fourth down. Right. And whether that's smart or not, that's not my call to make. And um, whether it's fourth and short, fourth and long, you know, I really believe in the guys that we have. And uh, I believe that if we don't get it, our defense can come up with a stop. And, and so having that opportunity of going for it and, ultimately changing the game if you do get those you know i think that's big for our team uh, because of how aggressive we are nuts and bolts how much input do you have in the decision yeah, right. or or the play call are you involved in that or is that all predetermined out of your hands i've only been doing this two years i'll defer to the system that's around me um i think it's kind of finding that balance between the two because you know we've got an incredible coaching staff that have been around for so long they know what they're doing you know i trust them completely but at the same time if there is a play that maybe i don't want to run or there are a couple plays that i really do like um i I feel comfortable going to them and talking with them about that because um, at the end of the day it's it's all of us together and if we can all work together uh, i think we'll be at our best what what, what's justin herbert need to improve i mean you're kicking butt you're definitely one of the best quarterbacks in football like what do you look at after two years in the nfl and go you know i need to get better at this for year three yeah i think there's plenty of room for improvement i think we could limit turnovers um you know i think 15 interceptions was too many this year um a lot of them were on tipped passes and and poor poor throws um i don't think too many were bad decisions which i think is a positive Uh, but i think footwork continuing to step up in the pocket, get the ball out quickly, um, work the protection, understand the protection, um, and to continue understanding our offense so that when we do go out there on the play, knowing exactly what to do, which play to get to, how to audible, doing all those things that a quarterback, quarterback does. Do, do you have to tell yourself sometimes to, hey, don't forget, I'm, a, I'm really mobile and I, gotta, I can get outside the pocket and run? Like I felt like there was a time this year where all of a sudden – and I can't remember. It might have been the Pittsburgh game, the, the Sunday night football game, where I felt like all of a sudden you had a little bit more urgency or awareness to run and tuck the ball at times. Was that something that was really going through your head or you have to remind yourself of sometimes? Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you bring up. Um, the Steelers played a lot of man against us. And so when the defensive backs, their backs were turned to me, and if there was ever a lane to step up and run, um, you know, there was plenty of space to get up and, and kind of get away. And a lot of those were on third down, which, you know, I think were big third down conversions for us in that game because yeah. the game ended up being really tight. A lot of points were scored in that game. And any time that you're able to convert those third downs, whether it's through the air or on the ground, uh, it's important for the offense. And um, teams have, have done a better job of kind of filling those lanes. Uh, but for that game that we, we found, we just found a way to convert those. So that was big. Justin, you may have heard the rumors are true. They're playing the Super Bowl in your stadium. Will you attend the game? <laughs> um, that's the tough, the tough question to answer. Um, watching the playoffs and watching the Super Bowl, um, as a player, you always want to be a part of it. And, and since we're not, it, it's kind of tough because you want to be a part of it. And um, haven't made my decision whether I'm going to be there or not. I, I know I'll watch the game one way or the other, um, but whether I attend, um, I don't know yet. Do you get motivation from seeing that the Rams, the team that you share a stadium with, is here? Does that give you an extra little kick? To see that, between that and Joe Burrow, who was drafted the same year you were, obviously, does that give you extra impetus to say, hey, one of these years I'm not going to be available to do interviews the week of the Super Bowl because I'm going to be getting ready to play in it? Oh, it, it totally does. And to see the Rams, to see the Cincinnati Bengals, um, you know, a team that we've played during the regular season as the Chiefs as well, um, you know, it does give you that motivation heading into the offseason. Um, you want to get back to weight, weightlifting, to, to meetings, to throwing, 
um, because you want to be there and, and without football, you know, you don't have a whole lot going on. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get back to this off season with our guys, our teammates, um, so we can put ourselves in a position to, to be here later. Who, who do you root for? I mean, I know if I was in your shoes, I'd go, damn, I don't want the team in my city to win. And I also <laughs> know I'd go, damn, I don't want the guy that I was in the draft class to win and get one up on me early. So like, you know, who are we leaning towards right now, Justin Herbert? That's another question that I have to answer as well. You know, you bring up really good points about that. And, um, you know, I think the real winner is the city of Los Angeles for hosting the Super Bowl. Look at you um, all professional with these answers and stuff. Look at you. Look at you. You're good. You, that's why you are the quarterback right there. <laughs> I've had plenty of time to prepare for these. So good, I appreciate good. that. All right. Th th this is the toughest and most probing question of the entire interview. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. Tell us what you're doing with Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. Yeah, so Dr. Squatch and I, we're, we're, we're excited to announce this partnership because uh, they've done a great job producing high-performance care products, uh, soaps, shampoos, uh, deodorants that are free from synthetic materials and harsh chemicals. And, um, you know, I've really enjoyed using it, and, and they've even sent it out to our offensive linemen as well. And I know they have too, so it's been great for us so far. I'm yeah, you want the that. center. You want the center to to be uh, smelling yeah, good. Yeah, you don't Chris want to make that sure well. the center smells good. He wants to make sure <laughs> things are proper. Shotgun, you know? it's okay. Shotgun, he is in shotgun a lot, so yeah. his, his hands probably smell good more times than not. <laughs> Chris has some fun with that because he played in Tampa. I played in Tampa. And he got and I had a little a center hot and sweaty. That we used to call a swamp ass, right? You know, I I was a, <laughs> it was a constant thing of like not the ball would be wet in the second quarter. It'd be like I was throwing the ball in a rainstorm. So we have funny stories about that and cleanliness. But I like. Like this logo on the shirt too justin that's pretty cool yeah no it's awesome and that and what you mentioned that couldn't have been easy so you know everything to to make our offense better i'm all for it yeah well we started the interview with chris throwing up in the trash can from two years ago and we end with swamp ass yeah so great some sounds there good somewhere justin you were the first interview of the week that we did and we appreciate talking to you we look forward to talking to you again real soon awesome thank you guys so much you the man justin good luck buddy appreciate you too yeah There's the Santa Monica Pier. I'm going to be there. I know. I know. Are you going to ride the game. roller coaster? I Would hope you not. Fit on the roller coaster? If they want me to throw up. At the most of these show. parks, they have the thing where you say yeah. you have to be this tall. Right. I think you, you're beyond the limit. Some of the safe limit scary, for some of these rides. No yes. doubt. When you have to like put down the thing, I'd be like, damn, my knees are there. That hurts. Like, All right. Here he yeah. is. One of our best friends my buddy. in the business. The mad dog. You know, when you're really good, they name a whole network app. Oh, I know. That's fucking no, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mad dog radio. Oh, I my mean, goodness. It is. It's, that's when you know you're, you know what else you know you're big time? Will you just say, like, screw it to comb in your hair anymore? And yeah, I know. I didn't do that. Hey. I have it's no superior thing approach. Yeah, I don't have that's to do you it. That's you know you're a star. And he, you know, he keeps his hair. He coughed superbly. <laughs> he's he's ready time. to ship out. Oh, any my day. God. He's in the right spot. USMC. And I talk to his father every week. I talk to his father once a week for an hour. Do you know that? No. Every Friday. 4 o'clock on Friday yeah, she's on. Right. Yeah, that is. That, Proud of you. Proud of you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I almost did it one week last year because he had a, a he was away. issue. Right. Right. But I had to go to his house to use the machine. Yeah, he's got that machine. He's got, and he's not technically inclined, so that's why he's losing. You think? You think? Oh, well, oh, oh, I can't get this machine to work today. Did you press the on button? Oh, no, damn. That <laughs> <laughs> was the MVP of Super Bowl 21. Yes, for the 1987 was. Giants were adapting to the 
Washington new logo. Uh, right. It wasn't the 86 Giants. It's the 87 Giants. <laughs> 22 gonna, out of 25, wasn't he? Good day. All of the, out of 25. Oh, that's right. Awesome. It's cool to be back awesome. here because of that. It really is. Do you remember that game? I do. You yeah. do. What I were you, about 10? No, I was actually like six and a half. Oh, six and but a half. I was like, like my dad or my mom would tell I was a whiz kid, like very aware of what was going on. It was a it was a cool day. Oh, yeah, Rose Bowl, Pasadena. Trailing you know. 10-9 at the half. 10-9 yes. is a little dicey. You know, and I did my trivia. You know, I do a big trivia to give away tickets to the Super Bowl. And right. one of the guys we used this year, they had a guess who the name was, was Louis Wright. Oh. And Louis Wright was on that Denver team. And you know what he said? He said, we got all screwed up. We didn't realize the half. We used a little cut. They had to guess what, who it was. We got all screwed up. We didn't realize the half. It was 30 minutes long. It was 30 minutes long. Right. So we did our secondary meeting. We did the whole team meeting and everything else. And we ran out. And the security guy says, where are you going? You still got 15 or 20 minutes. And he said, we screwed up. We didn't know. He said, they really fouled Took them, them up. Out of mojo, and, then the, and then the third quarter, the Giants went crazy. The Giants dominated them in the third that? quarter. Well, That's interesting. Well, not a surprise because... Yeah. What team would be ready for it? Bar- Parcells and yeah, Belichick. Right. They're going to know every right. detail, and they're going to have everybody ready to go, and it's not going to be a surprise. 100%. That's good. They're so detailed, that group right there, that, you, I mean, Mad Dog, you'll remember this. is that he, he wanted – he literally told McConkie before the game – to run out, you know how McConkie used to bring his towel, run around. He knew where the they literally had pointed. The Giants fans are sitting here. We want you to go to these places and fire the crowd up, so it becomes a New York stadium. Wow! And that's how well thought out that group is. It's all of it. They didn't have a Saturday walkthrough practice because they had practiced so good all week. Like Phil knew he was right. gonna. Your dad knew he was gonna play well. He, he knew felt he very confident. He knew he was on fire. He, he was. was. The fact where Bel- Parcells on Friday was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold! I mean, come on, save some of these throws for the game." And you know, it, it was that kind of week. And Monkanki Mon- Mon- caught a touchdown pass off a deflection. Right. Did he not right. in that game. Right. Yes. People still go. Well, your dad got lucky with that one touchdown. I go. He hit Mark Bavaro in the face. I mean, Mavaro just didn't catch it. <laughs> it was a good throw. They had a great second. They were up down 10-9 yeah. at the half. They yeah. won 39-20. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, really, when you think about it, because it felt like it was going to be a great game, and we were at a mode then when the great games didn't happen very often. Yeah. Uh, they always true. got off the rails. Right. And it has been one of the amazing things of the last 20 years. Teams have figured out, I think, how not to completely fold the tents when they fall behind. Yeah. Because I think it used to be you get down by 7 or 10 or 14, and that was it. You're the like, air was out of the balloon Bowl. and it was over. It's, it's, uh, yeah, the pressure. But they've learned how to deal with that. 100%. Yeah. And, then, and don't forget, that game, Denver was coming off the 98-yard drive. Right. And the Giants played Denver in a regular season. It, it was, was a close. close game, 21-17. I or, think it was 19-12 uh, or something like that. It was a close like game. Yeah, so right. they had the, and, and then Denver fell apart. 19-17, actually, I uh, think. Close game. George Martin had a big fumble recovery touchdown right. in that game. Da- Who was dad- to win that one? Uh, the Giants were. The Giants were. But, yeah, in the regular season, the Giants con- converted a third and 46. In that game? In that game. Oh, I didn't realize to that. To get a down and kick the game-winning field goal. It was very close. Wow. All right. So, wait. I want to ask both of you guys because I, I love you guys and I love your guys' history and everything like that. Like, right off the bat, what's the best Super Bowl you, you what to you? What's And I want you next, Mike. But like, wow. What's your favorite Super Bowl of all time? Or you just sit there when I say that and you go, hmm, that one was special. Boy, oh, boy. Ah, uh, that's a, you know, there's a, the Patriots losing to the Giants when they were 16 and 0, yeah, or 18 pretty, and 0. Yeah, that was pretty, the Giant Buffalo one, no turnovers. Right. With the field goal, field goal right. that Norwood missed. That was a hell of a game. What about you, Mike? Like, what's your top two or three? Well, you know, it's funny. I want to go with the Tom Brady answer and say the next one, <laughs> but but I'll say 43. 43 was the first one I ever attended in person. Steelers Cardinals. Yeah, Steelers Cardinals, and it was you know think about some of the iconic plays, the James Harrison. Uh, 
return for a touchdown right, right. before half. Right. The, the Larry Fitzgerald shot out of the cannon when it was like, holy crap, the Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl. Right. I, my brain can't comprehend that a 9-7 and seven team has been downtrodden for decades is somehow going to beat the Steelers yeah. and win the Super Bowl, and then they drive down. And I remember, I remember wishing and hoping that it went to overtime and that somebody would win with a first drive field goal because I'd always hated that rule. Oh, right. And it wasn't until the next year in the NFC Championship that it happened. But I'm thinking if the Steelers kick a field goal here because they ended up scoring the touchdown, they go to overtime, somebody wins a coin toss, scores a field goal, everybody's going to lose their mind, and they're finally going to fix this overtime rule that I thought was horribly unfair. Well, are we going to fix it now? We've had it twice in the last four years. Are we finally going to get this fixed now? They're gonna, I think, I think it, they're going to tweak something. I think something. they're going to do it. I, you know yeah. what I think they're going to do? I think regular season is going to stay the same. And I think in the postseason, you're going to have one guaranteed possession per team. Josh Allen will get the ball. Josh Allen gets the ball. Right. And then if Josh Allen scores a touchdown, as he would have that day, right. they decide whether or not they go for two or whether or not they take their chances and kick off again when it converts to sudden death. Right. So so you get a chance to match the score right. of the team that gets the ball I first, like that. and after that it's sudden death. Yeah. Even if it means the coin flip gives one team two possessions. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, there's a lot of variations. I've had some quarters tell me, how about first to eight? First to eight. Yeah, so in other words, oh, if the defense got yeah. two chances to stop, if you score the touchdown, you could still stop on a two-point conversion. Right, gotcha. And do it that way. That's not going to do that, but it's there's a lot of variations. They there don't want to do anything gimmicky. They don't want to yeah. do spot and shoose. Yeah. They don't want to do anything that fundamentally changes the, the game. Football. Right, especially, especially if the regular season is going to stay the same. If the regular season stays the same, you can't roll out spot and shoes for the postseason. It's got to be just a continuation, an extension of what you would do. In and the to be season. fair, the Chiefs got burned three years ago when they didn't get yes, the ball. So now they right. got a chance to get it back. Now Buffalo the next time, they'll win it and they'll get the ball first. You know how this thing works. <laughs> yeah, it'll work. It's amazing. But there, there are teams out there that when they get burned by a bad rule and you would think they're going to start an effort to change it, right. they say, no, nope, we're good with it. Karma, because next time, karma will come next back. time it's going to get us. Right. We're gonna, it's going to fall in our favor. Yeah. So we already got burned. We don't want it to change before we get the payoff on the back end. I yeah. think the one rule that we discussed this last year, you were nice enough to talk about it, is they should change this stupid thing with the ball goes out of the end zone. The <laughs> defense, <laughs> don't get it started. The defense should Absolutely not. not. Oh, you're well, crazy. The you're defense crazy. should not get the you ball to the 20-yard line. You want to give the ball back to the offense? No, you give them a 20-yard penalty. Put them at the 20, but the defense didn't recover the ball. Why should they get exactly. the ball? Because it's in their area. Exactly. No, no, it's, the only, get, you, it's you, you, the only part of the whole field that has ownership. No, no, no. You're, punish, you're punishing you lose it. You the ball in North Korea, Kim Jong-un gets to keep it. Sorry. <laughs> I Sorry. Like they should, uh, that's, uh, the offense should get the ball back at the 20. Yeah. I'll give you that. But the defense should not get Never. the ball when they Never. don't recover the They've ball. They've done nothing answer. to get possession. And if that the ball me. You like bounces. I do. Just as simple as if it bounces out of bounds at the one-inch line, the offense gets it at the spot of the fumble. But okay. if it hits the pylon, yeah. the other team gets the ball. Oh, okay. it makes no sense. Well, why? It it just it's a game no of sense. inches, literally. It is the and ultimate. That's what the rule has always been. That's why they keep you it. Why is it the rule? Because it's always been the rule. that area to stop a team from getting seven points to going into. It is your area. You've lost the ball and it was free. I own that area. You know what, it's mine. I, w- I once tried to figure out why that rule is what it is. Yeah. Dean Blandino was the senior VP of officiating. Right. He said to me, you know, once upon a time, the rule was if you threw a pass into the end zone and it touched the ground in the end zone, the other team got the ball. Well, that was a long time yeah, ago. That was a long time and ago. A coach, and a coach giant one in 58, the Giants won the overtime toss. Right. 
And so they did not score. And then, he, then he went down the field, and Dimitri scored the touchdown. Right. If you listen to the game broadcast, everybody says that nobody knew about the overtime rule. The fans cheered like crazy when they won the overtime talk, toss. So they knew that their team was going to get the ball first right. with a chance to win the game. Sure. And they stopped them, and then United went right down the field, and they won the game on the overtime. Yeah, that's 23-17. They're concerned about too much of an extension of the game, too. Yeah, I know. That, that's the other problem. Hurt. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't want to have too many reps in the game, but they right. don't want to do anything too gimmicky. And if the regular season is going to stay the same, look for it to be like what we saw. The Bills would have gotten the ball again. They score a touchdown. They could have done one, one, point, one way or the other. One point, they got to kick off, and it's sudden death, or they go for two. They, Wouldn't that be something? I would have. I could have made the argument in that. Now, they did, wouldn't have done it, but with 13 seconds to go, I considered the fact, you know what, why don't you go for two here? You had gotten a two-point conversion the first time. You knew that he wasn't done because he had the three timeouts. Why don't you put the freaking game away? You got a better chance against the Chief defense to get the two points than to hold the Chiefs from not kicking a field goal. That's a good point. It's not a bad thought. But, uh, they, you know, that's too radical, but you, I, that did cross my mind. And, and yeah. with 13 seconds left, you defend with a different sense of urgency. Because they got to get a touchdown. Because you know, well, well but, but even if, even if, because it's not overtime, if, if you don't get it. You say, hey, oh, that's we're going to lose yeah, the yeah. game if we right. let these guys get in field goal right. position. Right, that, so that's got, true. You that, got that, a great oh, sense of urgency. Going the other way. So I, I win or lose on the two-point try. I think there's a certain amount of complacency that gets baked into the cake. I agree with that. When, when well, worst-case scenario is we get the coin toss and maybe we win in overtime. See, if they get the two-point conversion, the Chiefs are not going to score a touchdown. And if they don't get the two-point conversion, they might play better defense yep. so the Chiefs can't get the They're field more, goal. Yeah. That's a great they gotta, point. they got to protect this it. This guy's pretty smart. Well, he, well, I don't know why I they didn't even network after well, I mean, that's why they just, they're paying him $70 no, million no, dollars no, a year over Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 69.5. Right, wait. wait, so I want to go more history with you guys, all right? I want to do more all right, other than Phil Simms and Super Bowl 21, which was the greatest performance in Super Bowl history, we know that. But <laughs> Well, quarterback? No, or just tell me, like, what's the one performance? It doesn't even have to be a quarterback that you look at to just go, Dan, that's the one that really jumps out to me. Dude, from, like, any, from anybody in particular? Any, yeah, anybody. You can go anywhere you want. But how about, uh, well, how about Marcus Allen's game against Washington I, in 83? That's pretty special, right. What do you have, 173 yards And then uh, ran the wrong way ran and the wrong shot. Way yeah, shot. That, was yeah. A, that was a big That's a special one. Tim I'm Smith, with there. Timmy Smith, whatever but, but it was. But it was Doug Williams in that. That same game. Yes, though, you could. They're down ten nothing at the end of the first quarter points in the second and quarter. exploded. Yeah, thirty-five points. I mean, I mean how, you know, how, let's go to the first one. He gets in at three o'clock. He gets in at seven o'clock in the morning. He's half in the bag. How about Max, Max McGee? McGee? <laughs> Went crazy that in the Super Bowl. Not a hard was story. still drunk. Yeah, catching one hand that catches right. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That is a good one. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny too. You made me think of Super Bowls. You know, in ninety, that was the first one I covered. Right. That was in New Orleans. And that was the San Francisco. Right. 89 season. Yeah, come on, Washington Commanders. So we had Mike and I, my old partner, Mike Francesa, we had Madden on. And some rolled together. And Madden, Madden, you know, he had gotten it. He was there about eight, nine years. And he had a good interview. And he says, hey, guys, do me a favor. I want you to come to my suite sometime this week. I want to show you something. Mike and myself. Right. So during the week, we go up to his suite. He was in one of those nice little boutique hotels on the French Quarter. And he says, here, sit down. He's got the telestrator out. He says, watch this. He shows you all the plays. John Taylor's going to do that. Rice is going to do this. They can't stop Roger Craig. Da, 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 da. Wright can't guard him. Foley stinks. This game's got no chance. 
55-10 yeah. San Francisco. Right, That's so he was one. calling the shot. Oh, that yeah. was good. Right. Very good. Yeah, I, and that I'm was bad. a year after a really close one, too. So we were starting to expect. Was a, I, it was a year after the Bengals. Hey, Bengals on, yeah. Yeah. And so we're thinking, all right, hey, maybe we get a good game here. We got John Elway. We know he's back again, and that was There horrible. was a stretch where the horrible. games are terrible. Terrible. Buffalo da- Buffalo, and uh, Washington was terrible. Yep. Yeah, Buffalo, Dallas, the next Right. Buffalo, Dallas was bad. The last one, 30-13, that was a bad game. We're now at the point where we expect a good game. That's why I'm afraid that this year, because if the Rams want to win this one, you got to step on I their throats and you got to press and they could blow them out. You know, yeah. I see a close game. I, I mean, I would be surprised if it's not a close game, but I could. I think there's a little more blowout potential in this year's game than For the before. Rams to yeah, win? I do. I could see the Rams being – listen, the Rams have been playing good football, as we've discussed, for a while. Stafford had a few moments where we go, what the hell is he doing? But the team itself was playing at a high level, and he's playing at a high level right now to where I go – Man, they execute the way they've been playing. Now, I don't completely. They get a strip sack fumble. I don't completely trust. Ramsey, I don't it. completely trust them. But no. I, I hear you. No, I hear you. Because don't completely trust them. Just like we saw last week. I mean, they got to the four yard line, the second drive of the game. He tried to fit a tight and ball. And the ball should have been picked off on the end zone uh, on the fifty yard line with nine minutes, ten minutes I, to go. I get it. I get I, it. He picks that ball off. The Niners might win the game. Well, maybe. Let's. There's a lot there too. I don't like. Oh, they would have been. They would have been. Jalen Ramsey dropped the interception. Yeah, in that was later though. That was later. Right. Uh, and McVeigh in that game was so bad. The He's 50 a little challenges. A little 54-yard field goal. He challenged. He uses timeouts. Oh, he was chasing the whole game. He was chasing. There, there was, that was their kryptonite. They I, well, here's it. why I like Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay, yeah. two reasons. I'm right. leaning Rams, and he's uh, starting to convince me. Well, I, here's the thing. Good, hey, let could him you see you. Cincinnati win? <laughs> you could see Cincinnati win. Yes. Could, could you sure. see Cincinnati cover and lose? Absolutely. Four points is a lot of points. You could see this game 23-20. You can't see this game 27-24 sure. in a minute. You could see the Rams winning, but you also could see the Rams winning but not covering like San Francisco. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I could see the Rams winning the game, but if you take the Bengals with the four or four and a half, you're going to win anyway. We both had that. We both had Rams by three. I know. Did you? Yeah. I had the Rams too. I got yeah. killed with it. So yeah. that's one reason why I could take Cincinnati in this Yeah, I, I hear you. Hey, the way the NFL set up, the Bengals, they're a never-say-die team. The receivers. The receivers. You know, again, the way the NFL rules Nothing's going right to bother now. them. 21-3 down with the Chiefs, no, and they came back to win. Nothing's going to bother this well, group. You know, here's no the other factor, about it. too. Now, you know, we see a lot of people with jerseys of all the different teams, and there's a certain amount of Rams fans. I'm going to be paying close attention to how many Bengals fans start showing up Thursday, Friday. I remember the Super Bowl in New York when it was Denver and Seattle. Right. We all kind of thought Denver was better. The Seahawks fans Seahawks took dominated. the place over. Right. They took the place over. Right. And and two years ago in Miami, the Chiefs fans took, took over. it over. Took it over. And I think there's something to be said for that. If the Bengals fans take over that stadium on Sunday, I'm not sure if there's enough of them to travel, though. You think there's going to be that many? That's what I want. There were a lot of them in Nashville. I know this is a lot farther away than Nashville from Cincinnati, but they had 30,000 of them show up to see them off in the stadium yesterday. So there's a lot of rabid Bengals fans. This is a major problem for these two franchises here. They don't have home field advantage, no. especially the Chargers. No. The Chargers is ridiculous. Right. And if you're a Ram fan, did you like what how San Francisco in Week 18 and then in the championship game, they took over the building? I know. It's a major problem. But that's what you get when you abandon a market for 20 years and, and you, you give back, all these millions of people license yep. to pick up whatever team they want, and then those teams come to town, they're going to try to buy yeah, a ticket to come right. watch that team. But they're laying down the tracks. They're a foundation yeah, right now. Yeah, they're laying down the tracks. Know? I agree. You know, the stadium, got, stadium's great. I haven't been to the stadium. I haven't been there yet either. We'll I be there the first time this weekend. I can't wait. I know. But, I, I mean, they are 
I feel like there's buzz around. I feel like I do go in our hotel, other places, workers. There's some peppy. There's there, some there's Rams like juice. Rams juice. How can you not like some of the guys on the team and be excited about that, right? I mean, McVeigh's Hollywood. They they fit the mold, that's for sure. And the Rams in the late '60s, yeah. you know, the Rams in the late '60s were a great team, and they never won. They never won a playoff Here's some game. Foursome. They never won a playoff game. You know, they got burned in '67 in Lombardi's last year. They were 11-1 and two. And the Packers are 9-4-2, and, and they had to play in Green Bay in the first round because in those days oh, they, they, they rotated, they rotated they home it. field. Right. And the right. Rams, who beat the Packers late in the year, had to go to – they were 11-1-2, and, right. and they had to go play in Green Bay in the first – and the Packers were 9-4-1, whatever they were, and they had to play a road game in the first round. Yeah, the your hair is crazy, but you got good history. I like that. Hey, I did hey, not hey. know that one. The week after the immaculate reception one. game. The undefeated Dolphins went How to Pittsburgh because right. it was rotation. Right yeah, yeah. Larry Seipel on a fake Isn't punt. It crazy though? Isn't it crazy yeah, to they think did that, that they didn't award on merit? They didn't yeah. award those games based on merit. It's crazy. It's crazy. And that, you know when I was growing up too, the wild card teams, the, the you couldn't the play. Same division, couldn't they couldn't play, they couldn't play they each other. That. I wish they would change that back. I, I, do you, you, you don't like the, the wild card team? I don't want to see Rams Cardinals again in the wild card reign. It's like I just saw you a few weeks ago, and I saw you a few weeks before that. I don't want to see that in the wild card. Yeah, I I, know that's you know you got so many teams in the playoffs, so you live, and you also have situations where you have the rematches because they play division in the last I, you know, seven. I know. So you're going to have a chance where you're going to have that rematch in the next week. That's dangerous. I don't love don't that. Li- I agree with you. I don't well, like too many good. playoff good. teams though to work your way around. It's oh, hard. Too many. There should not you be like seven. I don't think you know because those two seven matchups now the Colts almost beat the Bills but the other three two seven matchups so far have not been good the good thing you do like about it is that the one seed there's a lot on the line for the one seed you win a playoff game and you get everything at home yes doesn't help Tennessee right see if you're the top two seeds you say you know what I'll worry about the championship game when I get there let me get the bye week with only one team there's more of an accent yeah. to get the one seed because you get the bye week. Definitely. It's I definitely. just think there's so much pressure on the one seed. You haven't played. You're facing a well, team look, that's just won a game. Good point. They got nothing to lose. And both lost this year. And if they catch you, if they catch you right. wobbly early good and point. it's a game, just happened in both games. Same day. Yeah. But Green Bay got off to the good start. Tennessee fell apart, but Green Bay was up 7 nothing well, in that game. You know, the Green Bay game was lost when Mercedes Lewis fumbled. Yeah, that's because they if the they score that drive and go up 14 nothing, it's over. Right. Even 10 nothing. They never got up by two scores, that's right? To make Jimmy G have to throw and get it And that it was back. his second drive, right? They got right. the ball Second back drive, and... bootleg, Mercedes Lewis, as soon as he catches it, Fred Warner. Because I'm thinking this, thing's gonna be, this thing is going to be they over like it. by halftime, if not sooner. And the 49ers, that's the thing. When you're the inferior team, if they let you hang around, oh, I know. they let you hang around. That's happen. why I think the Bengals could, if the, the, if the Rams and have a, to and blow a, them off the field. And the Rams have let teams hang around. 17-3, 17-nothing uh, no Niners, yeah. week 18. No doubt. Tampa. Dead as a door. Oh, they now. were killing them. They should have been up by 40. Right. Yes, let them hang they around. really shouldn't have been that. Cl- uh, they no, they were controlling teams, the first half. They let teams hang around. That's why I kind of like the points with the Bengals. Hey, would um, you have MVP vote? I don't know. I'm not. Nope, I do not. Wow, I'm shocked. I would by give that. it to. Well, I got to be a writer. Yeah, but you'd give it to Rodgers. I'd have to. Give I it forgot to. you had to be a writer for that. You right. got to be a writer. Yeah. Uh, same with baseball. Yeah. All right. All right. All, so all those awards. You give it to Rodgers. You and I get knocked out of that damn thing. Well, you yeah. get one, right? Because well, football. No, no, they, no, they don't like me. They don't like me. They don't like people who speak the truth. That's the problem. Well, that's why the fans like it. That's the most important. That's right. Some of them doesn't like you because you. All right. So you're leaning Bengals. I would lean Bengals. You're leaning Bengals with the. The points here. Uh, and I also yeah. take the under. I like- think this game is 24-21. Okay. All right. Low scoring, and it's 48 and a half. Yeah, 48 and a half. All right, your go Rodgers MVP. Yep. 
You would do that? I would do it. And Mike told me today on my radio, little radio show, that he thinks Rodgers is going to leave. Yes. So I'm going to go with him. I would agree with that, too. I think so that's I'll go with happen. him on that one. He knows more than me. Right. So he thought even Tennessee. Mike did a good job. I think Tennessee makes sense, but Denver is where all the signs are pointing. Right, because of Hackett, and they, I guess they have some money. Uh, but uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it's been a great year. That quarterfinals, the divisional, divisional round, round, was so good. Those four games were yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. And you know what? You didn't think the two championship games, after you have those four great divisional games, you think you're going to get a lousy game? Yeah. The two divisional games. They were great. The championship games were, were pretty good. They were. They I, thought we were gonna, I thought we were going to get a lousy one. I was hoping we were going to get a lousy one because I picked the Chiefs to cover. I picked them to win 41-24, and I'm thinking this is good. This is going to be 41-24. I got a chance to hit 41-24 when it's 23. I think the NFL and the NBC would rather have the Chiefs here than the Jets, Rams, right? I agree. It's that, even though Jared Goff's long gone, Todd Gurley's long gone. That Rams-Chiefs game from the regular season. Oh, that's true, too. You could have played that back 50 Incredible. 50 Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, right? Nothing beats him a home still in the Super Bowl again, right? I quarterbacks, think quarterbacks with the ratings. Yeah, they drive. But you, know what, though? you know what, though? Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore because it's a Super Just Bowl. Just too big. We, we talked about that yesterday. Whatever two teams, if it was Jaguars and Lions, as long as they earn their spot there, I think it's still the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, you know, that $100 million is the key number. A close game, they like to break that $100 million. You would know. Yeah. They want to break that $100 million number, so we'll hey, see if they what's do the that. rest of the country doing? We were talking about that yesterday. There's three 350 million, 400 million people in the country. What the hell is everybody else doing if only 100 million are watching the Super Bowl? Where are they all? Where are they? Nick's basketball? <laughs> Damn, I don't think so. I don't know. I was right. I hey, great seeing you. Oh, I always. love you, Mike. Appreciate always you pleasure. coming in. Chris He's the man. The man. Good job, pal. Chris Mad Dog it. Russo. They named a whole network after him. Pretty soon it's just going to be called Mad Dog. No, I serious. Mean, you don't even need Mad to. Dog. I know. I'll be know. back. He's the star. He's the PFD man. PFD live right after this. See you, man. There's the cover. Eric Dickerson, watch my smoke. Watch Eric Dickerson. Listen to Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson, Hall of Famer, is with us. Wow. Congratulations on the book, Autobiography. Yes. Are you misquoted in your own autobiography like Charles Barkley was? (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) Really? He was? Yes. No, not not at all. I got to say, Greg Hanlon did a great job with this book. It sounds just like me. Uh, I just finished the audio book like three weeks ago. That was very difficult. But I'm glad I did it. You, like, are a trendsetter, I think, so much more than people realize. You have an unbelievable career, unbelievable stories from recruiting I want to get into when you're picking colleges everything. First thing I want to do is just, like, like I don't think people realize your face mask you wore, right? That's so famous now in the NFL. Nah, yeah, nah. You're the first one to wear that. Yeah. You know, with your goggles. Deion Sanders then wore it. Then Emmett Smith wore it. And now Lamar Jackson and all cool players want to wear it. Like, tell us how that came about and wearing that. I, I first, when I first got to playing uh, college football, they had the one, the bar down the middle. Right, and right. I, and I, had, I hated that bar. And, yeah. And uh, my, my senior year, one of the trainers came and came in. He said, hey, Eric, he said, uh, we have a new mask I want you to try. Right. Prototype. And I, I put it on. I said, oh, I love it. I, <laughs> love, I love it. And so I, I wore it from my senior year all the way till my time. I retired from football. Boy, I love those two runs. Oh, right those are oh, good yeah. runs yeah. right there. Oh, man. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I had the Jets, boy. boy. <laughs> wait, wait. So why we're talking about Jets, can I jump in on this? I mean, while you're burning the Jets. Now, I'd love that. This is where I wanted to go. You're one of the fastest players in the history of the NFL, right? I guess. So. Yeah, you are. I mean, come I, on. I, I, How many I times are you going to run for 80-yard touchdowns? I can, run. I can, run. I can say run. But 
There's you played against. I want to know kind of like the Eric Dickerson fastest guys in the history of football, like in your mind. Who's the I fastest know, guy? Yeah, like who would you put up there? Now, Daryl Green, I know, did oh, run you down. Oh, Daryl Green. No, 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 him? no one could outrun Daryl Green. Nobody. Nobody. Dion, you don't no, think? No, no. You can say they say that. No one. I'm going to tell you something. Right. Um, this was about 15 years ago. No, no, I'm taking that. I was, I was, I just turned 51. I'm at a golf tournament. This guy says, you know, the fast guy in the NFL was Bo Jackson and Dion. I said, nope. Oh, I'm telling you. Was he arguing? I said, I'm telling you, look it up. Oh, I'll tell you. I'm telling you. So he looks it up. He says, see right here, Dare Green, a 4-3. I said, how old was he? Yeah. Oh my God, he was 50 Four years old. <laughs> I, said, I said, exactly. I said, man, I said, no one could outrun Daryl. Daryl ran as fast as he had to. That's how fast he was. Right. Okay. That's cool. I, yep. That's big stuff coming yep. from you. Yeah. Yeah, because most of the world doesn't realize, like, they know he's fast, but everybody puts no, him on. You're right, Bo. No, he was, Tyree no. Kill now. You can't outrun yeah. Daryl Green. Yeah. All right. I love it. I love it. 2105 is still the number, the single season rushing record you've held since 1984. With 17 games now. <laughs> do, you, do you do you get a little nervous? Nah, I don't get nervous about it. You know, I, I, it, it's very difficult to get those those two thousand yards. And I, I've told people that over and over. Matter of fact, this year when Derrick Henry was on pace, really on on a, on, a, on a better pace than he was a year before, I kept saying he's not going to get it. Now, and I don't never want to see a guy get hurt. That's not. I never want. Yeah, I want right. to see break a record. But, but it just takes so much to go right to break a record like any record. I mean, you got to stay healthy. You can't fall behind. You can't have your offensive lineman get hurt. Everything has to go perfect. And the year I got it, I mean, things didn't go right. At first, I mean, it, it was going better my rookie season. And the year I, I broke the record, I had a bad toe, and I didn't think I was going to be able to play. And then a guy named um, Tudhill made it a, a toe piece. I still have it in my house, a toe piece that I wore in my shoe my whole career and aided me to play. Who, who's the running back you look at right now? I mean, I know you, Derek Henry's the man, but who's another guy that you just go, man, I love watching him run? You know, in the NFL right now, is there one that you that you're a real fan of? I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Zeke. I mean, I, I yeah. really I'm, I'm, I like Zeke. Zeke's been doing it for a long time. I liked when right. he came came in. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's it's not a lot of backs. That's the thing. It's not a lot. We we had a, a different era. Right. We had we had myself. We had Marcus. We had Earl Campbell. We had Walter right. Payton. I mean, right. You can go down the line yeah. of back after back after back. In the middle of the road running backs were like Joe Morris. Who were oh, good, Joe you know Morris, I mean? right? Joe right. Morris from the Giants. Yeah, right. I know. It, 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 it was a lot of guys out there, but right now, you know, it's just a few guys. I mean, I like Derrick Henry. Because he's a big back. Like you. I, I, I like big backs. I mean, right. Because the guy said, Oh, he's a big back. How big is he? Oh, he's 5'10, 220. I'm like, Five, that's a little bitty guy. This guy's back. What's your relationship with the Rams currently? You got the hat on, so it must be good. Um, I'll say this much yet. Man, I love my football team. I, I love playing for the football team. Um, I'm happy to be associate. I work for the team. Um, but. You know, it's football. I mean, it's, it's business as usual. I mean, it's, it's still a business. You got people, I think people don't understand that it's business no matter what. It was business back then, even though it was a bad business back when I played. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's way different than it was when I played for the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, it's not that long ago, but, you know, to the extent Rams fans are happy they've got a team now that's made it to a couple of Super Bowls, you know, you, you, gotta, you started up a little bit with Jeff Fisher. He, he, he messed with the wrong Marine a few years ago. Uh, I mean, you, you, that, was, that, was, uh, that was real, right? That was raw. There was a few weeks there where there was some back and forth before well, Fisher got fired. Well, it's, it started because I had said on my radio show about, you know, in LA, we we want to win. We don't want to. We don't want to almost win. And they say, "Oh man, if we'd have had another quarter, if, if this wouldn't happen," I say, "That's what losers say." And so I say, "I say we we need to win." I'm saying, "And eight and eight and seventy nine is just not going to cut." I say, "This is LA. This is not St. Louis." And so then I got a call. Yeah, I, I got a call from Jeff Fisher. He called me and, and, and said that 
you know, that they did, they did not want me on the sidelines. I made the players feel uncomfortable. I made his coaches feel uncomfortable. That's what he said to me. I mean, he said that. And, yeah. and I'm not going to talk about his players and, and expect things from the team. Right. I said, okay. And then I won't forget, I said a few more other things. I didn't say one word. I just listened. Yeah. And so he, he said, okay. I said, well, thanks, Jeff, for calling me. I appreciate it. He said, okay, okay. We're good. And they said, okay, I'll talk to you. I said, oh, no, 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 no. It's my turn now. And I, 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 I broke it down to him. I said, Jeff, I said, really, I want to thank you for the call, man. I said, I appreciate it. I said, but one, understand one thing. I said, man, F the Rams. I don't work for the Rams. I didn't work for the Rams. Right. I said, I played for that football team. I said, I wore that uniform. I said, man, you're just a coach. I said, when you leave the Rams, I will still always be Eric Dickerson of the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, I went on and, and, you know, then he said, Eric, man, I didn't want that. I want you to come to the games. I said, man, I said, as long as you head coach, I'll never come back. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So, I like it. Okay. Yeah. Keep it real. I keep, I keep it Watch 100. Watch my smoke. I keep it 100. Just like, just like the book. I keep, I, keep it, I keep it 100. I mean, I love this. You got me hooked. Right? I like to smoke, too. So it's all that's good. I'm I like, What are you smoking? I think he's moving up. I think he's moving to L.A. He's been here a week. I don't think he's leaving. I'm just like, wait. I'll smoke. You want to do that? Let's do that. All right. I'm so excited. I'm like legitimately, you have so many crazy stories about the history of football. You know, first off, your hair is amazing. Second (laughs) off, you're one of the first big time franchise running backs to say, wait, I want to get the hell out of here. Trade me or pay me more money. And what I want to specifically ask you is urban legend stories, right? When you're going back to college. I always was told that Texas A&M and like statute of limitations is gone, right? They can't it's come gone. back in the NCAA. It's gone. Him statute, <laughs> statue, by the way, statute, right. not statute. But you're, but you're good. I always heard that <laughs> A&M got you a car, right, <laughs> to go to Texas A&M. And you took the car and said, I'm going to go to SMU. And, like, what are they going to do about it? <laughs> well, I'll say this much here about that story. All right. It's some truth to that story. Okay. Uh, I've always said my grandmother bought that Trans Am. Right. And my grandmother did buy the Trans Am. People thought that my grandmother was the lady who raised me. That was my great great aunt because I was adopted. I was legally adopted. I didn't She know was that. older. So people okay. didn't know that. And it's in right. my book. And so my grandmother, my grandfather lived in Houston. My grandfather had a great job. He's a crane operator. And my, my grandmother, they, they got a new car like every three years. So they knew I wanted to, this car, and, and, and A&M was pushing hard, talking to everybody in my family. Right. So they had me go down to, to Leo Jonigan, Leo Jonigan Pontiac, <laughs> right there off I-10. Right. And say, hey, I want to look at, the, look at the car. So I go down there with them, and make a long story short, they come back, okay, here's the keys. I'm like, what? Like, Just take the car. Well, I'm like, cool, I get, I get a new car. So I got the car, and, and I, 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 won't, I won't forget, I asked my mom. Mom, I said, Mama, how do you get this car? She said, don't you worry about it. Yeah. Just know this is it. Right. You're not going to get in any trouble behind that car. I said, okay. Yeah. So years later, after I'd finished playing pro football, I asked my grandmother, I said, I said, I'm Johnny May. I used to call her Mama Johnny May. Well, how did I get that car? She said, Eric, she said, we paid for that car. She said, you know, we paid, we paid for the car, and... And them gave us the money back for the car. <laughs> right, there we go. <laughs> that was it. I was going to say, somebody's got to give money somewhere. So they gave him the cash back. Uh, so that's it. I love that's it. Good. It's an awesome story. Tell us Thank more about it. where we can get the book and anything you want. This is your time to sell it. Get people uh, to buy it. You can get the book. You can order the book on Amazon. Um, you know, at a lot of bookstores, you can get the book also. Look, the, the book is not just about my life in the NFL. It's just my, my life, period. I mean, uh, and a lot start, starts off talking about my life in Indianapolis with the Colts. It wasn't, it wasn't a good, it was not a good start, but it's, it's I mean, it's, it's my story, and right. I think it, it captivates you right off the bat because it tells a story about, you know, an interaction I had with me and Bob Arce and some other players. Uh, I talk about my time with the Rams, leaving the Rams. I think the main thing that I want people to know is that, first of all, I've always hated when people judge people that they don't know. Right. And, and, and being athletes, we've always 
people carry that burden. You know, people didn't know my situation with the Rams. They're like, I'm money hungry. Yeah. You were judged a lot. A, a you lot, were. A lot. Yeah. And I, we had no outlet. And my thing was, I just wanted to be paid right. I mean, think about it. My first year, I was the second pick in the draft behind Elway. I'm making $150,000. I mean, <laughs> My, my, the year I ran for 2,000 yards. And leading the NFL in rushing. Yeah, my, the year I ran yeah. for 2,000 yards, I think I was making, I was making 275. Damn. I mean, and it, and, it, and it, was just, it just got worse and worse. At one point, I went to the general manager. and I had, It took me a month to get a meeting with him. I said, I'll tell you what. Now, think about this. I said, I'll go year by year. If I have 1,500 yards, pay me like a quarterback. Pay me a million dollars, a million five. And I won't forget, he said, no, we're not going to do that. So boom, it just it just yeah. got worse and worse at that right, point. Right. So, but I but I wanted to play for that team my whole career, but yeah. I didn't. So it is what it is. Yeah, business is business. Yep. Just one of the stories you'll read about in Watch My Smoke or hear about if you get the audio version, narrated <laughs> by Eric Dickerson. Man. Hey, great seeing you. Congratulations on your success. Congratulations on the book, and we hope to talk to you again real soon. Hey, thank you very much. You're the man, Eric Dickerson. All right, thanks. You moving to Hollywood? Uh, I'm damn. <laughs> <laughs> the rules. I like the rules out here. So, Matthew, if we were casting the movie of your life, who do you think would play you? Uh, that's a great question. I have no idea. Um, I'll say Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know how he is at throwing the football, but uh, <laughs> modern technology, I'm sure we can make it look good. I don't know. I could. They have a similar shaped head and face. I, I guess so. They could make it work, I do think. I guess so. Well, that's quite bra- braggadocious by him to think he should be played by yeah, the handsome uh, Leonardo see. DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leo. I'll go with Leo. <laughs> he, Leo was at the game. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm sure Leo seems to be somewhat of a sports fan. I I, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of stars at this we, game. We are probably going to. Well, the Super Bowl generally right, attracts that, but Super Bowl in L.A., yeah. it's going to be wild. There's going to so. be people that uh, uh, we're going to see and we're going to be like, wait a minute, what are they doing here? Right, right. Why am I on the same field as that person? They're too big time to be here next to me. It's been a crazy week so far, and it gets yeah. even crazier tomorrow. We were looking at the schedule. We got a lot of interviews yep. tomorrow that we're going to tape throughout the course of the day, and I don't even know how many of them are going to make it to the show. But today I, was great. Eric Dickerson was awesome. Go get his book. What's his book? Watch my smoke. Watch my smoke. That could be. That by would Chris be. That Sims would be yours too. Story. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. You know what? You can't copyright titles, Damn so you could do Watch My Damn Smoke it. also. Damn so you're good to go. Right. Uh, Justin Herbert was awesome. Awesome. Mad Dog is always Mad oh, Dog. It was amazing. You guys got limitless energy. Yes. I was on with him a half hour. Right. After talking to him for a half hour, I feel like I need to take a nap. After having him on the show with us for 20 minutes, I feel like I need to take another nap. Yeah. He is incredible. But no. It's fun. He's, he's so amazing. Far, so good. He's been like that ever since I was a little kid growing up, listening to the WFN. There There's it is. my book. <laughs> watch me. I should call it Watch Me Toke. Watch Me Not, Smoke. No, smoke. Watch uh, Me Toke. How so do they do that that fat? Don't. That, that's our man that EJ. Our EJ's man got EJ it down pat. Again. Damn, I want to see you in those glasses. Too. No, you don't. No, you don't. No. <laughs> Thank you. Watch me smoke. I like Watch it. Watch me smoke. Well, <laughs> if you come and find me here in California after the show, you might be able to see that in action. There's a dispensary nearby. Uh, I, found, I have to visit there tomorrow. I may have, I to, so. I may have to go there now. Awesome. I better go there before you Look do because I have nothing left. <laughs> I would like to clean it out. It's legal. It is legal. It's good for you. Right. Helps reduce stress. I got that. Stress level you. high tomorrow with all the COVID that's going to be in the building. I've given up. Good. I've accepted. All you can do. Good. I can run, but I can't hide. You're here. That's right. Thanks for some oh. of your time. Enjoyed it as always. We'll be back again tomorrow. Check us out around the clock at ProFootballTalk.com. See ya. See ya.